What's going on? It is a top five Tuesday here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. And man, what a Tuesday it is going to be here on the show. Glad to have you guys with us. I'm Chris Yao, and I'm joined by Maurice Patton. What's up, Mo? What's up? What's up? Just trying to stay warm. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing the hoodie today. I'm, I, I've yeah, been, yeah I've been you outside. manifesting warm didn't work so well yesterday, did it? <laughs> well, yesterday it worked out fine. I, I actually have a picture of me. I went out to, I went outside to get a bowl of snow, for snow cream, and, uh, and and wore my Bucky shirt. And Sarah was like, "I got to get a picture of you in this Good thing." For her. Good for her. Good for so her. She, was, re- she recognizes a photo op when she sees one, huh? Yeah. So we got the we got the picture of me in the the, I guess tropical themed shirt. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, it was an interesting day, and you know, good snow cream. So that's always good. And this morning I tried to build a snowman, but I didn't have any gloves, so that lasted about fifteen seconds. Too cold. So. see how that could be the case. No, thank you. No, we're not doing that anymore. But yeah. So anyway, got uh, got a, got a lot of fun stuff done this morning. Got a lot of work done as as well. We've got a great show lined up, and looking forward to talking about a lot of topics. We got a lot of, a lot to get to today. So and we've got some great guests set to join us. Mike Herndon is going to join us, talk a little bit of Titans. He covers the Titans, as well as uh, Chip Walters, who joins us each and every Tuesday, and he'll update us about what's going on in the world of Middle Tennessee State. Perhaps, I know he doesn't have any more information than we do, I, I don't think, on when we may or may not see Conference USA football schedules. It's my folks down here from Jacksonville are asking every day, hey, when we get them schedules, Conference USA just ignores them. <laughs> so I, What's your I hurry, what, bro? I, I guess wanting to get, you know, decide, you know, what trips out west are we going to have this year? Do you know, when is that trip to El Paso going to happen? Yeah, we need to get, we need to get going. You know, it's January. Got to get your time off in. Got to put it in schedule. And, and I guess maybe maybe got to get that income tax return money allocated, huh? That's right, because you know, you get a little money back and put it towards going on road trips with the Gamecocks or the Blue Raiders or whatever Conference USA team affiliation you may have. So anyway, they haven't put it out yet. So we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk to Chip about a lot of things. So looking oh, no forward doubt. to it. And it's also Top 5 Tuesday, and we will... And I'm fired up for this one. This is a good one. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be good. Uh, We're going to look back at the 2023 college football season and draft our top five first-year transfers in 2023. So players who transferred before the 2023 season, and it was their first year in the program in 2023, which players impacted their teams the most? So Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, Doesn't not matter. available. They don't count, unfortunately. 
Yeah, they would they would certainly round out the t- the first round pretty quickly. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. two Heisman Trophy finalists, go figure, yeah. huh? <laughs> so so we're gonna focus on first year transfers and who who made the biggest impact in year one. Uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. So make sure to stick around to the end of the show for that. Plenty plenty more to get to, and we're gonna do that. But right now, I need to get you. Well. Yesterday's <laughs> results and today's schedule. Creative um, schedule. I, well, I'll say I didn't even include any high school basketball in this rundown because my assumption is nobody's playing. If somebody is playing, let us know. Yeah, let let us know. <laughs> ah, <laughs> exactly. So anyway. Yesterday's results, today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. Monday night results. <laughs> Ironically, we start on the ice as the Nashville Predators fell 4-1 at Vegas. Also, in the association, the Grizzlies pick up a 116-107 victory over Golden State that left the Warriors frustrated i bet <laughs> to say the least um nfl super wild card weekend wrapped up last night buffalo defeats visiting pittsburgh 31 17 tampa bay defeats visiting philadelphia 32 to 9 and the state of pennsylvania is <laughs> just as frustrated as golden state so, yeah. Tough, tough day for the state of Pennsylvania. For, for Pennsylvania football, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Tonight's schedule: men's basketball. Florida's at Tennessee at four o'clock on ESPN two, and Borough there Park? may or yeah, and there may or may not be anybody in the oh, in the stands. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a doubleheader on ESPN two. Florida, Tennessee to start at six o'clock at Syracuse and Pittsburgh. At five o'clock on. Uh, CBS Sports Network triple header tonight on CBS Sports Network, and we'll start it with Bucky Ball as they head to Western Carolina, Samford and the Bulldogs. That's Bucky B U C K Y, not B U C C dash E E. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Uh, Missouri's in Alabama on SEC Network at six, followed by Texas A&M at Arkansas at eight, and also at eight on ESPN is Kansas and Oklahoma. And Uh, hey, before you go any further, let me just tell you your autocorrect. At Syracusa at Pittsburgh. Oh, that's funny. Well, it, it that would make sense since yeah. we had Tony on exactly. yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then NBA action tonight at six thirty on TNT. It's the Nuggets and the Seventy Sixers, and following that will be the Thunder of Oklahoma City. They're in LA to take on the Clippers at nine. Both of those on TNT, and that is your rundown. Top Story is brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia, making sure you are fed and happy if you can get there for their delicious daily deli lunch specials, as well as fresh hand-cut meats, produce, and more, all cost plus 10 at the register. That's Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Vandy Chris on YouTube here saying that Kane uh, Womack leaving a head coaching position to take a defensive coordinator's job is ellipses weird. 
and it is in fact weird. And our top story is that Kalen DeBoer is flexing the State University's muscle, man, because taking South Alabama's bowl-winning head coach and making him a defensive coordinator in the Southeastern Conference, at least, mm-hmm. is, well, it kind of goes back to what we talked about with Florida A&M. Exactly. It does. It's um, it's very similar. At least he's going to take a D.C. job, though, and not a position job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I but, guess that's the difference in Division One FBS versus FCS HBCU. Yeah, to some degree. But there's a lot of similarities, like you said, in that Kane Womack and Kalen DeBoer were both on the staff at Indiana. Mm-hmm. So they've got some history together, and it almost seems like this was bubbling up as soon as DeBoer took that spot down there. But, you know, if you're South Alabama, you'd like to think you could keep your guy relative to a coordinator position. He's getting paid more in Alabama. And here's the thing. This is a this is a perfect setup for Kane Womack, right? Because if he's successful as a defensive coordinator at Alabama, he gets a Power 5 head coaching job. He was successful at a G5, successful as a coordinator in the SEC. His next job is a big one, right? Yeah. If he's not successful as a defensive coordinator, well, you just he go, back go back to the to G5. G5. Yeah. And, this is and, a win-win-win for him. And it's a very again, it's very similar to the Willie Simmons situation because if Duke is successful Is the internet me or him, Justin? Am I back? He's back. Am I okay. back? You are. Sorry about that. Uh, it's there's another rung involved probably for Simmons, but still, I mean, you can you can see it. But I mean, if you're South Alabama, I can see why you might be a little bothered by that. <laughs> so, and listen. These are rumors. You know how the state of Alabama is. There are rumors out there that Womack and some of the Mobile area high school coaches didn't really get along. Uh, he was kind of looking to get out anyway, and this was just an easy. This is move. one heck of a soft landing spot if that's the case. <laughs> right. But South Alabama did, of course, put out a statement that they appreciated, of course, all that he had done for the program. Again, they won. Well, why would you not? Yeah, they, they they won the bowl game. They won their yeah. bowl game this year, and 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 had a had a successful season. And went to Oklahoma State, beat a team that played in the Big Twelve Championship. He's been uh, there what two years? Yeah. So. Well, didn't they go out to UCLA his first year and and nearly beat them or come really close? So, yeah, nearly pulled the upset. So I mean, you you can't be anything but happy with the job that Kane Womack has done at South Alabama, and you know. Grab him some boxes and wish him well. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's only a small part of the Nick Saban fallout. (laughs) Because we thought the coaching carousel was over. I mean, I, I I think we still, I still think that obviously Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have another 
cycle. around in them. Yeah, there's another cycle coming, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what happens with Harbaugh. I don't and know that. I don't know that you're going to see the dominoes fall in head coaching roles should Harbaugh leave Michigan that you've seen here. And another one fell, I guess, last night, huh? Well, so currently the two the two openings are San Jose State and now South Alabama. Those are the two FBS college football head coach openings. That is because San Jose San San Jose San Jose State all all one word there. Mm -hmm. Uh, their head coach Brent Brennan is headed to Arizona to replace Jed Fish, who we talked about yesterday, and. Basically, you know, you never know what's going to happen there. I think you're right. I think if I'm Michigan, I just hire what was the offensive coordinator? Sharon, Sharon, Sharon yeah. Moore. Moore. He's the guy. Well, you know, Vandy Chris 24 would disagree with you. Well, you know, Chris, I, I think it's an interesting thought process that PJ Fleck going to 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 Michigan but I don't think Fleck has been as successful as he needs to be to take over the Michigan program coming from Minnesota yeah I know it's Minnesota and they know it's Minnesota uh-huh but it's the Big Ten West and you want really Minnesota competitive. hasn't Minnesota hasn't scared Michigan sufficiently for them to hire they Minnesota they haven't scared coach, Iowa, <laughs> much less Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a problem. But um, I have no idea what San Jose State does to replace Brian, who went 34 and 48. But, Chris, what does South Alabama do? I'll be really interested in this job. I, I think South Alabama is a really it's it's a unique place in that you know the sun belt feels like it is working toward being the the biggest group of 5 or most competitive group of 5 conference so i think they feel like they can go get somebody who's been successful at either the fcs level like a chris hatcher maybe uh from samford or you know Maybe they hire within the staff because obviously his staff isn't going with him. It's just him. If, if Chris Kane Womack didn't necessarily get along with high school coaches in the Mobile area, what if you hire Mobile Williamson graduate and Mobile High School legend T. Martin? It'd be an interesting. It's a really interesting thought process. If T wanted it, I think he could get it. I also think there's a high school coach down there who's been successful at that level to some degree. Well, he's been successful in the college ranks. He's not been successful in the Sun Belt per se, and that is Will Healy. He's, he's coaching Gulf high schools Sh down there now? At Gulf Shores. Is he head coach? No. He is, head, he is the head coach of the Gulf Shores Dolphins. Really? And I did just not signed. Know that. Yeah, just signed a pretty big deal. Uh, 
<laughs> um, or Philip Rivers, who is also down there. So I don't know. There are options. They've got plenty of, of names. I don't think Clark Lee is one of them, though, Chris. <laughs> there are plenty of names who could take that job. Big names that they could hire. I don't know. I don't know what I, we're going to see. I am... How long has Will Healy been at Gulf Shores? Three years, maybe? No, Mark Hutzpeth is at Gulf Shores. Ah, uh, that's that's the, that's name I the meant. former Austin P coach. That's who I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's who I meant, Mark Hutzpeth. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're on the, the same the, page. The, 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 the Austin P. Mm-hmm. Coaching tree got mm-hmm. got mixed up there for gotcha. me. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yes. I mean, Huddy's been successful. He has. You know, he, he's uh, also had some off issues. Issues apparently. He has. He's had some issues. So yeah. But, I mean, you're hey. kind of tucked away down there. He's done a he's done a good job, kind of laying low. He may not want to come in off the beach, dude. I mean, Mobile's a little inland from yeah, Gulf Shores. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's not. It's not quite as close to, you know, the white sandy beaches. Mm-hmm. But it's college football, and it's a half million dollar a year job. So I will be. I will be interested in that move just because obviously it, it's going to it's going to involve someone we've heard of. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be somebody. Where San Jose of. State, not so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think San Jose State's going to be in that same uh, that same boat. So, um, I I really am intrigued by the Saban effect here from front office sports saying that more than a hundred million dollars in contracts, extensions and buyouts have happened because (laughs) of the, that's funny. Saving retirement, $12 million for DeBoer from Alabama to Washington. DeBoer is getting 11 million a year. Arizona was paid 5.5 for Jed fish from, from Washington. Now, now here's a, here's a question. Is that Arizona was paid or Arizona will be paid? Because given their financial situation, there's a big difference. (laughs) (laughs) They want their money now. Yeah, they're they're over there saying. Which, so my assumption is that Alabama just paid Washington $12 million and then they took Mm -hmm. 5.5 of that and sent it down south. That's that's an easy way to do it, right? You still come out six and a half ahead. <laughs> or, or just tell Alabama, send us six and a half, send Arizona five and a half, and we'll call it good. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be happy to do that. Fish is getting a $54 million you, you know, If you don't see it, you don't miss it if you're Washington, you know? That's right. We we didn't, we didn't even see it. It's, just, it's like, you know, FICA or something. Take it right out of the check. <laughs> there you go. It's the deduction. Oh, and then Arizona paid San Jose State a million dollars for Brennan's buyout. 
and <laughs> Norvell and Sarkeesian got three to four million dollar raises out of this because, uh, of course, you know, Jimmy Sexton goes Jimmy Sexton. And we don't even know if Norvell was in the mix. No, no, we have no idea. I don't think he was. Because <laughs> look, I don't think I don't think Norvell was. If, if Norvell was in the mix and they didn't hire him, they're crazy. Who's crazy? Alabama. So, so you feel like Norvell is a better choice than Kalen DeBoer? I think he's a more logical choice. I think he fits the he fits the Saban Alabama mindset more than. Kalen DeBoer does. He coaches a similar way, you know. He's built Florida State into a into a you know a power again using a Southern recipe. You know, I, I don't. I you don't bring in somebody completely out of the mix if you have Mike Norvell available. Yeah. And DeBoer is, you know, for Alabama, completely out of the mix. Yes, Chris, that is correct. Arizona does actually end up with just four and a half million because they sent a million to San Jose State. But they're, uh, I, my guess is they're paying Brennan a little bit less than maybe they were paying. I, I haven't seen his contract, but I, million, I'm curious. I if, believe. So they're just going to pay him a million dollars? I think so. Oof. That's what we said yesterday, though. They were going to have to get somebody willing to do it on the cheap. And I'm not sure. I guess, you know, he was a finalist when they hired when they hired Jed Fish. This guy was a finalist for the job. Mm-hmm. So he must have been number two. One of those, we'll keep your resume on file situations. And they actually did. <laughs> yeah, and they really did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just goes to show sometimes people actually do keep your resume on fire. <laughs> so anyway. Ah. What a what a what a situation this has become. The the college football coaching tracker. And you know, Michigan and Harbaugh, they're saying the conversations and and, and negotiations are stalling because Harbaugh wants a clause in the contract that he can't be fired depending on the outcome or based on the outcome of NCAA investigations. <laughs> like, okay, think, I'll sign this, but you can't fire me for cause if this happens. I don't know that he's going to get that, and I don't know. I don't know that he's going to get that, and I think he might know that. I'm not entirely certain it's not a it's not a Jim Harbaugh giving his alma mater an out. Hmm. Because hmm. he knows he's going to the NFL and people are gonna say you should have paid him whatever he wanted. Well we, we couldn't we couldn't give him that. We couldn't give him that. Because what happens if this, and then we have to pay the entire buyout, even though we call we fired him for calls. Mm-hmm. Right. And this feels like giving them an out. That's so. Anyway, let's take a break. 
Mike Herndon is standing by, and we will get to him and talk a little Titans on the other side of this break on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we're back to the Lee Company studio in a moment. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. We are back here live from the Lee Company Studios which is not typical of this show, but, you know, Studios nothing, plural, you mean? Yeah, nothing is typical when there's six to seven inches of snow outside. And so just get over it. We're going to be coming to you live from the Lee Company Studios for the foreseeable the future. Foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah. We may get out Friday. We may not. We'll let you know. But no, this is Main Street Sports Day, and we are presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We are talking a little added Titans today with Mike Herndon, who joins us now on Main Street Sports Today. Mike, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, staying, trying to stay warm anyways. You're outside. I am outside, but... so I am uh, 
so preschool is closed today so if you hear my little one in the background he's uh following me around today yep. so i'm trying to get a little bit of quiet by standing outside at the moment well We'll, we will we will try not to keep you out there too long because I know it's miserable. But um, appreciate you taking some time. Sure. Uh, the events of the last week, as you look back at them now, how much of a surprise is it that we are where we are? I I still think it's a pretty big surprise. I mean, I, you know, I, as much as Vrabel struggled and the team struggled over the last two years, I, I don't know. I just always kind of felt like, you know, the ownership made it clear last year that they believed it was a roster issue and when, when they fired John Robinson. And then, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like the roster got a lot better this offseason. And, and so here we are, another season that looks a lot like the end of last year. And I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't that surprised. Um, and I kind of figured Brable would get one more shot with, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, better roster with them being able to have some money to spend this off season and, and obviously a good draft pick. And, uh, uh, that, that we, he would get one more year to try to kind of write the ship. Yeah. That being said, you know, a lot of folks want to think that there's issues between him and Rand. Did you get that impression or is this more Amy, Amy Adams trunk driven? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds like things maybe weren't uh, wonderful behind the scenes between those two. Um, but obviously, at the end of the day, you know, they could have been, you know, best friends. And, and if Amy Armstrong was not seeing eye to eye with Vrabel, then, then I, I think, you know, it's ultimately her call. And from everything that's been reported, it certainly sounds like uh, – that that relationship was the one that eventually led to his departure, the, the deterioration of the relationship between him and ownership, not him and uh, Carthon. Daddy, I want you. Yeah, did you have anything? I, my internet is struggling, so oh, okay. I'm trying okay. to uh, all make right, sure I'll that, let you... that I am here yeah, I'll, before I'll, I try I'll to let you... answer any before I try to ask any questions. Okay. I've been there, done that. Mike, um, you know, of of the names that we've heard to this point that, that the Titans have asked to talk to and the names that they, you know, have talked to to this point, is there anybody that necessarily jumps out at you as yeah, I, I like this or or no I don't? Yeah, I mean and, and I normally do believe in the idea that, hey, uh, you can win still in the modern NFL with a defensive head coach or with a CEO-style head coach. But with the caveat that, like, if you were going to do that, why not just stick with Mike, Bra Mike Vrabel, who had won in that kind of setup here uh, in recent seasons, you know, when given a decent roster. So to me, if they're going to make that move and move away from Vrabel, to me, I think you got to go on the offensive side of the ball. You've got there's always the advantage of having that offensive coordinator or the the head guy of your offense uh, locked in as the head coach to where nobody's going to poach him away after a good season. So having stability on that side of the ball, I think, is important. And for that reason, you know, I would put at the top of my list, you know, Ben Johnson from Detroit, 
uh, Bobby Slowick from uh, the Texans, and then Brian Callahan from the Bengals. Those are kind of my top three that I have circled at the top there. And I, I think all three of them are, you know, bright, young, offensive minds. All three of them would be able to come in uh, and and give you a play caller at the top. Now, Callahan, to be fair, has not called plays at the NFL level before, but I don't, I don't think that would be an issue. That's simply because he's worked under Zach Taylor uh, for, you know, the last five years, I believe, now in Cincy. Uh, but he's a huge part of that offense. And I don't think that would be an issue for him to call plays if he wanted to. Um, but even if he doesn't call plays, he's still the head of the offense. And, and being able to keep that stability, I think, would be critical. But those are the top three kind of circled at the top of my list right now. Slowick and Johnson obviously still involved in the postseason. Is that a plus that they are in the postseason or a minus that they can't be talked to yet? Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, a give and take. Um, I think it's um, certainly impressive, like what, what Bobby Slowick uh, did. And, and all, you know, the first half, obviously, from Ben Johnson as well, um, pretty incredible uh, in, in advancing in the first round. Obviously, that puts a little bit of a delay in being able to have advanced talks with those guys. But uh, to me, if if you know, you know that you're interested in those guys. I, I don't think waiting another week or two weeks or, or whatever it needs to be um, for the right person is going to be too bad because we haven't started to really see the seats starting to, you know, the musical chairs hasn't really started just yet uh, as far as seats filling up and, and things like that. Um, so, and, and frankly, there may still be some uh, dominoes that need to fall first. And the, the, I, you know, guys like Bill Belichick, guys like, um, Jim Harbaugh sitting out there for some of these openings that, you know, may, may be more attractive like the Chargers or, or potentially uh, Washington with the high draft pick and new ownership and all that. What, Mike, does the possibility of Pittsburgh being available due to this coaching search cycle? What was that? I'm sorry, I missed that. I said, what does the possibility of Pittsburgh being open do for this cycle? Either the Steelers hiring or Mike Tomlin particularly uh, potentially being available. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, to me, like, and I know Mike Tomlin has a lot of similarities with Vrabel in that they come from the defensive side of the ball. They're they're kind of CEO leaders of men type. But I, I, I if I was Amy Adam Strong, I'd crawl over broken glass to hire Mike Tomlin if he's made available. I mean, the guy has done nothing but win at a consistent and high level over the course of, uh, you know, his career. And to me, for my money, he's easily a top five NFL head coach. Um, and, you know, to me, if you could get that guy in the building, you do it, and then you figure out who's going to call plays uh, from there. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd be interested in Tomlin uh, if he's out there. Do you feel like – Mike, that this, the timing is probably a positive at this point in that, you know, having to wait on some of these guys who are still out there playing may give you some more direction on where the rest of the league is going and, and, and you know, and kind of, you know, there may be some other people available by the time that you're looking to hire. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like definitely Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy some of the names that are out there. I mean, for this cycle, Belichick, uh, potentially Tomlin, uh, you know, obviously Harbaugh. That, 
there are some major, major um, coaches that have hit the market, and, and a lot of them, I mean, even even Vrabel hitting the market, to me, I think was a bit of a surprise nationally, and he's a big name that's going to be out there. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was coach of the year two years ago. So, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting time to be trying to hire a head coach, and there's a lot of uh, – a lot of things being shaken up kind of at the top of the sport. I mean, even, you know, Pete Carroll being out there, um, I think he's a little too old uh, for this opening, but the fact that he's available is, is crazy. You just mentioned, uh, you know, <laughs> Mike Vrabel's available. I've not seen anybody say they've interviewed him. Yeah, he, he really has not been connected to anything yet, which is a bit surprising. Um, I think everybody had him kind of penciled in for New England. And, uh, you know, obviously it seems most people did not know that Gerard Mayo's contract was already kind of set for that. Um, and, and I don't know if, it, you know, Vrabel knew that or who, who all knew that, but, um, obviously, uh, that kind of already fell, uh, against him. So yeah, yeah, I don't know where he lands at this point. It'd be very interesting to see kind of how that shakes out. Mike Herndon, host of the podcast Football and Other F-Words, joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, I guess, Mike, like you said, this is really a a case of waiting to see who else is going to be available, if anybody else. And this process isn't going to be necessarily quick for that reason. Is that fair to say? I think so, and I, and I don't think the Titans need to rush it. I mean, like the, with the several of the top candidates, you know, either not being available at the moment or, uh, you know, needing to wait to interview them, I, I don't see any – there's there's no move that they need to make, you know, in, in the next two weeks that's, that's pressing. So, to me, like, take your time. Make sure you get the right guy. I mean, this is obviously a massive hire for uh, Amy Annum Strunk and ownership, uh, you know, as well as Rand Carthon. Because uh, you may not get another shot if you're Carthon, and and if you're ownership, you've got a stadium that you're gonna need to start selling PSLs for. Um, so you need to put a winning product and an exciting product on the field sooner than later. Yeah, and you know, as far as Rand is concerned, I mean, obviously, you know, he is going to be very in, involved in this hire, if not, you know, making ninety percent of the decision here. Uh, what is he looking for? In a partner. Yeah, you know, to me it is that partnership, collaboration. Uh, you know, we heard that word a million times last offseason, and obviously that just did not happen with Vrabel at the level that both Amy Adam Strunk and Carthon hoped. Um, so I think that's going to be what you're looking for is, is a collaborator, somebody who's willing to work uh, and build a shared vision, and just someone who frankly fits the vision that, that Carthon has a little bit better than what Vrabel did. So, you know, whether that's somebody who is an offensive coach exclusively, I don't know, but I, I think it'll be somebody who's a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe modern in their view of the game as far as, you know, not not necessarily the three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, you know, old school approach that, that Vrabel uh, brought to the table for most of his tenure here. Mike? We'll let you get back inside and warm up. I appreciate that. I, I thank you guys for having me on, and uh, yeah, I always enjoy uh, talking some ball. 
thing. Usually in better weather. It. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We'll catch up with you again when it's a little warmer. Sounds <laughs> good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. <laughs> when it's a little warmer, it could be like, you know, next Maybe. week. It, well, it won't. It won't too. take much to be much warmer than today. Well, that that it, is true. That's true. It it's was really nine true. degrees this morning. Nine oh, degrees. I <laughs> and I was. With, I could have done without knowing that. I mean, it was. It was insane. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not here to deal with that. There's. Mm. There's no doubt. But you know, I found it interesting that you know one that Mike Vrabel hasn't interviewed or nobody said they've interviewed him. I mean, we know Vrabel could be like, hey, I'm, I'll interview, but you can't tell nobody. He's just, he's that kind of guy, you know? <laughs> and so, I don't know. It just feels, it feels really weird that, that Mike Vrabel is not a candidate for some of these places. Well, it it might be, Mike Vrabel might be kind of like Antonio Pierce earlier in the year with, with Vegas. <laughs> My resume is on the grass. I mean, I was a little shocked to hear that the Falcons interviewed Belichick. I mean, what does an interview with Bill Belichick go like? Does he walk in with his six rings on or what? I mean, how, how does that go? How do you hire the guy who is the orchestrator of the butt of, of one of biggest the, joke? Of one of the lowest points in your franchise's history? <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Although Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was, was on one of those – you know, football shows and basically said he'd come out of retirement to go play for belly. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, as long as he doesn't hire Kyle Shanahan as his OC, I guess it's all good, right? I mean, it's, it, but it, yeah, I mean, I think that Bill Belichick being an option for anybody is very interesting. Uh, it is interesting from the standpoint that how much more has he got? Yeah, I mean, how how long can he give you? And he and you know he wants to be GM. He wants to have all the control. So are you are you firing your GM to get him? I, I don't know. I don't there's know how lot, it works. There's a lot that comes along with hiring Bill Belichick. I think, and and I don't know how you discount the. Lack of success without TB12 when you consider him. So I, I think this is one of the most incredible case studies in the history of the National Football League. Because Belichick with the Browns not great. was not good. Belichick post-Tom Brady in New England has been not great. Not great. Belichick with the Patriots pre-Tom Brady, not great. And Brady won a Super Bowl somewhere else. And Belichick hasn't sniffed. So, you know. So who are you hiring? What are you hiring? Are you hiring, you know, the Browns' Bill Belichick? Here's, are, are, are you truly hiring one of the greatest football coaches in the history of the National Football League? Now, I will say this. I think part of the reason, and, and I'm not saying that Belichick is not a great coach, but part of the reason that 
the Patriots were successful for as long as they were is because Tom Brady was willing to forego his payment and his bank account in favor of rings. He allowed the team to build a championship caliber football team by not being overpaid. And so do you have, and they did that. I mean, Bill Belichick did that. And by, by having the most talented roster in the NFL, more times than not, you're going to win. Atlanta doesn't have any of that. I mean, none of it. Getting to that isn't going to be real easy. Right. And does Bill Belichick have, do, do Atlanta fans <laughs> have the patience to deal with it? No, they don't. <laughs> that's, that's the answer. The answer is no. So I'll be, uh, I think that's one of the, I think Atlanta is one of the most intriguing hires. I think Washington with the new ownership group, high draft pick, all of the things that go into that. I think that is an interesting job. I think Mike Vrabel, as I said before, I said this earlier this week or either yesterday or, or, or late last week. I think Mike Vrabel is a candidate and very well could be the next head coach of the commanders. I really do. It'd be a heck of a get for him if he is, I think. Well, they said they wanted a guy who is less offense and defense, more CEO. And that's what Mike Vrabel wants to do. So we'll see how, how it plays out. I, I don't know. but Think on this just a second. If Tomlin is out in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. is Vrabel a fit there? I Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel would be the quintessential Pittsburgh Steeler head football coach. That's... I, I don't think there is a more fitting job for Mike Vrabel than Pittsburgh, and I don't know that there's a more fitting coach for Pittsburgh than Mike, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Mm -hmm. And so that would be a that would be a perfect marriage. If if you're if you're going to move on from Mike Tomlin, or or if Mike Tomlin's going to move on from you, yeah, he may be tired of it. He did walk. He walked out of that press conference angry. You know, well somebody who, somebody somebody started a question, or I don't know how you can say they were starting a question when the phrase was, "You've got one more year left on your contract." Yeah. Okay, where are you going with this? And after I just lost the playoff game, and anyway, we'll get into that playoff game later. I don't. I, we don't have time for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he walked off because that's a dumb question. I mean, I, I guess you feel like you gotta ask it if you're not going to talk to him again. But if you're going to talk to him again, save it. Uh, I mean, I hesitate. 
to chastise members of the media for asking questions because sometimes you don't know when you're going to get another chance to ask right. them. Uh, yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you feel like you weren't going to get another chance to talk to him, then sure, go ahead. Now, he didn't answer it. <laughs> yeah, you still didn't get what you were looking for, but I mean, closed mouth don't get fed either. So, I mean. Right. Yeah. It, that, that is a That is a weird situation, but I don't necessarily blame either of them for their for their actions. Right, in that right. Way. I don't necessarily blame the journalist for asking, and I certainly don't blame Tomlin for walking out. Yeah. So. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, college baseball and softball, D1Baseball.com, D1Softball.com, they have released their preseason top 25 rankings. We'll talk about them on the other side of the break. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
Welcome back in. It's Top 5 Tuesday. Top 5 Portal Transfers of 2023 season. Uh, first year transfers in college football. We'll draft our Top 5 a little bit later. Hello, Carlos in Memphis. Yes, tighten up indeed. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Tighten we've up got, and warm up. We've, we've got... <laughs> Terry McCormick here at the top of the hour. He'll talk a little more Titans with us as well. But before we get into that, um, I don't know if Vandy Chris is still here, but this would be right down his alley because he's a big baseball guy. And and, and if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you're, you're certainly looking for some positive to talk about in the world of sports. So here it is. Well, here it is indeed. D1 baseball preseason rankings and D1 softball preseason rankings. Uh, Justin, there is a slide available. And if you'll make that available to us, we will be able to see said rankings. Wake Forest atop the baseball rankings. SEC comes in with six of the top ten. Florida at two. Arkansas at three. LSU at four. Vanderbilt at six. Texas A&M at eight, Tennessee at nine. Now they don't have but two others in the top twenty-five: Alabama and South Carolina uh, at nineteen and twenty-five, respectively. Well, when you've got six in the top ten, I mean, how many more would you have expected to see? Well, uh, we got nine base, nine softball teams in, only eight baseball. Oh, well. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're we're down one on on the small ball side, but you know, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see Wake Forest in particular to as they try to follow up on their success from last year and with Tennessee transfer Chase Burns out of Station Camp over there now. I, I think Wake Forest certainly gives you know gives back to back vibes for sure. Now, of course, you say that and. You know, going post a wire in baseball is almost impossible. It's been done, but it's almost impossible. In the Southeastern Conference particularly, though, it's kind of up for the taking, right? It's up for grabs, as it is every year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Tennessee had kind of been the class of the SEC the last couple of years, now sitting at fifth, right? No, yeah, sixth. One, two, three, four. Yeah, sixth of the six teams in the top ten. <laughs> I mean, that's... I, I don't know that I'm going to ding a team for being ranked sixth in the SEC. Well, I mean, you can't, because obviously you're still a top ten team in the country according to D1Baseball.com. But this team is going to be a little different. This team will not be, you know, carried by its pitching staff necessarily. With the, You go into the season knowing that this pitching staff is going to be one of the best in the country, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then also a little different from, what, two years ago when they hit the most home runs in college baseball history. It just kind of feels like this is going to be more of a middle ground between the two of them, which may make them more successful in the end. Yeah, 
they they don't appear to be overly pitching heavy or offense heavy. Maybe they're a little bit more balanced. Maybe balance is a good thing. And maybe balance is a good thing. <laughs> so I don't know. But, you know, and and then you've got Vanderbilt baseball sitting out here you know, feeling like they are capable of continuing their lengthy run. Yeah, and and I think the thing about Vanderbilt is it's not necessarily going to be a lot of names that you're familiar with, but you know it's sort of like we say about the Braves. You know, in in Tim Corbin we trust. So. Yeah, I think that's that's probably as as smart a thing that that you can do or say right um to me it just feels like until he gives you a reason not to trust mm-hmm. him you can mm-hmm. trust him and so yeah i completely agree with that um on the softball side tennessee ranked third on, on the softball side where vanderbilt does not participate yeah. by the way want to say that again yeah no the volleyball program do they debut this fall or next fall i think it's in 2024 um okay yeah but tennessee tops all southeastern conference teams at number three including future southeastern conference teams uh they're number two with oklahoma of course at number one yeah of course and but you know one team i see in these rankings that i'm not used to seeing is nebraska <laughs> just goes to show that pitching is everything and jordy ball being in nebraska and and not in oklahoma and not in oklahoma pretty big deal well it it didn't it doesn't seem to have impacted oklahoma a great deal but it certainly lifted nebraska so Oklahoma is, you know, reload. They don't rebuild. And that's a program that has earned every bit of the success they've had, much to my dismay. Hmm. But I understand, you know, you got you to gotta respect greatness when you're watching it. Now, now let and, me ask you something, Chris. Do you feel like it's the Jordy Ball effect, or do you feel like it's the Marin Angus Coombs effect? <laughs> yeah, Marin probably has a little bit to do with that. She's she's helped put some players in that program recently as well. Um, I'm a little shocked. How about Clemson and Duke, by the way? Two, seven and eight. Two, what, third-year programs? Uh, they're not third-year, but they are Fourth-year? They are really neophytes yeah. <laughs> relative Young. to the rest of this list. Yeah. Yeah. And, and both Clems- in the top Clemson's 10. done it and Clemson's done it with some mid state talent. Yeah, Clemson so, has, has been successful uh, much much due in part to some folks from right here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, they Clemson softball that that may be the only program on that campus that I would be inclined to root for. 
no doubt. You know, I, I love looking at this, though, because you see teams like Louisiana, San Diego State. Yeah. You don't see, you know, you don't see group of five teams. And I say that just because that's what we have it's easily, you know, labeled. But you don't see teams like that in that city, you know, very often in sports. So, you know, kind of like baseball over here. You've got East Carolina at 11. Uh, Here's the Santa thing, Barbara. though. I, 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 East Carolina has yeah, done they're it baseball. for so long, man. Yeah. And obviously Coastal Carolina is a former national champion. So Santa Barbara is in there. I mean, that's pretty cool. Northeastern. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about about baseball and softball is you get a little new blood sometimes. So, and you and anyway. you get a little blood from off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah, uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, looking forward to baseball and softball season coming up here soon. It's going to be uh, really interesting here in Tennessee, both on both diamonds. So, let's take a break. Terry's awaiting. We will get to him right after this on Main Street Sports today. Y'all stick around. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back in time now to talk with Terry McCormick and on your Daily Titans update. What's up, Terry? It is the Daily Titans update brought to you, as always, by Zen Sports. While we're kind of in the coaching search holding pattern here, uh, waiting for interviews to be completed and guys to start doing actual uh, in-person interviews after this week, let's talk a little bit about the roster. Uh, and let's start with the offense, which obviously that's the area that has the most need. And started looking through the roster itself, and obviously there will be some guys back from the 2023 team. But in terms of players you can build around that you can go ahead and pencil in as starters that can be key contributors next season, I count four and a half and here are the four here are the four here are my four and the half all right obviously you know you're going to build around will levis at quarterback so he's one you've got what looks like a real gem of a running back in tajay spears that's two 
And even though he tailed off badly at the end of the year, uh, he's a, he is a first-round pick, and you presume some of that was because of the players he had around him, and you're going to try and improve that situation in the draft and free agency. Peter Skaronsky would be three for me. And then number four, obviously, even though he's long in the tooth, still very productive, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, here's the half. I think Chigakonkwo still figures greatly into this team's equation. But what I would like to see them do is for him to be tight end number two as opposed to the tight end number one role that he played this year. I'd like to see a more dynamic dual threat type of player like we see on a lot of these playoff teams, like a Sam Laporta, George Kittle, you know, name the guy you want to name as one of those tight ends with Chigakonkwo as the nice compliment. Now, that's not to say that Chig can't be eventually a number one tight end, but I think with the step, he, he didn't take forward the step that everybody hoped he would take this year. So I'm going to count him as a half. Do you guys have anybody else among the offensive roster that you would count as a guy you can go forward with and count on? I, I wouldn't necessarily, Terry, but I, I want to ask you about your four and a half, um, particularly one, a conquo, just because, you know, when you compare him to the Kittles and some of those other guys, he's going to come up short, but a lot of other folks are going to come up short in that comparison as well. Kittles aren't growing on trees. I think, I think he's they are an owl, actually. <laughs> it does seem like they are, doesn't it? I, you're, I won't disagree with you there, but you know, um, I don't know that he's ever going to be well-rounded enough. I don't ever know that he's going to be enough of a presence in the run game to be that. So maybe he is just a tight end too. Maybe that's just what he is. But um, Tajay Spears. That's because you guys have never seen me. You guys have never seen me play Madden with 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 Chigakonquo. He's a superstar on Madden with me. I'm I, he, he's my favorite player. <laughs> I swear, yards or like that. I, all the time, all like every game. Dude had 1,200 yards receiving last year. Okay, we have our next Titans offensive coordinator right here. <laughs> anyway, no comment. Anyway, uh, is is Tajay Spears in every down? Is he a between the tackles running back? I don't think so, but I think you're going to try and get away from that somewhat. I think, you know, you need a complimentary back. Maybe that guy's already on the roster. Maybe it's Hassan Haskins now that his legal troubles are behind him and his injuries are behind him. Maybe it's Julius Chestnut once his injuries are behind him. But as we've seen with other franchises, you can find running backs in late rounds. You can find running backs that are undrafted. And, of course, when a new guy comes in and takes the helm as the uh, head coach, he might still reach out to Derrick Henry and say, want to finish up here, you know, and if Henry doesn't have the opportunity and those opportunities for the type of back that Derrick Henry is would seem to be drying up around the league. There are a few places where he could still I'm not saying Derrick Henry can't still play at a high level because he showed us in the season, but now he absolutely can. I'm just saying that more and more teams are trending away from that style. So as opposed to 
two years ago or three years ago, five years ago, 15 teams might have wanted Derrick Henry. Five teams might want Derrick Henry now. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fair. It's it's a style thing as much as anything else. So, yeah, uh, I'd agree. Could could be six, depending on where Mike Brable ends up. This is true. The point is, yes, they do need another running back to compliment Tajay Spears. And I think Titans fans would love it if it was Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry, uh, you know, there's a part of Derrick Henry that probably wants to finish here, but I think there's also a part of Derrick Henry that wants an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And I certainly, barring Will Levis becoming C.J. Stroud under Bobby Slowick or something like that, I don't know that uh, the Titans are going to be in the playoffs in 2024. Terry, um, <laughs> I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw this name out at you. I know it's going to make a lot of Titans fans mad, but I think Dylan Radins is a capable right guard. I won't completely disagree. I won't. I just think here's what I say about when people ask about Dylan Radins, and the same thing holds true. For even a couple of guys who've been better than Dylan Raidens, like Roger McCreary, like uh, you know some of the other guys, if you had drafted those guys in the fourth or the fifth round, playing guard hmm. or tackle, <laughs> or right tackle or guard, or playing nickelback like Roger McCreary does, if you had drafted those guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, like most good teams usually do, rather than spending premium draft capital on them in the second round, most people would be absolutely ecstatic with guys like Roger McCrary and Dylan Radins. As it is, you spent that money. It's like it's like when you go out and you're shopping for a car and you get infatuated with a car and you pay $2,000 too much for it. You know you did it, but you're stuck with it and now you're going to and now you're going to see it through. And, and 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 you can get good miles out of it, but you never feel like you got the right value. And and the th- and because of that, because of where you drafted those guys, then you created expectations for them based on where you took them that maybe they just aren't capable of living up to. Absolutely, that is absolutely true. I mean, there was a time not too long ago when this team was drafting quality players in the middle and late rounds. Monty Hooker, fourth round pick. David Long, sixth-round pick. But where that went, how that went out the window, I have no idea because then they started drafting, you know, misses in the early rounds, and then they started, you know, taking guys that they overvalued in the second and third rounds, and when those don't pan out, it makes it doubly bad. Well, J-Rob was pulling his best stretch Armstrong in rounds one and three for a long time stretching to reach and mm-hmm. you know he was taking he was taking those guys he would have taken in the sixth in the first and third because he felt like they were going to be the next david long or the next whomever and case he in, took them too early and there you go case in point was monty rice i spoke to a scout that told me that monty rice had about a sixth or seventh round grade and they took him in the third round right uh, and I, th- I think that's what happened. He reached trying to get guys, you know, that he wanted to make sure they were there and not wait till the fifth or sixth round, which I understand to a degree, but you have to be sure. 
because those six round guys don't they they don't become David Longs every time. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. And and so it's better that they be taken in the sixth than in the third. Correct. Exactly. And the thing of it is too, if somebody else takes them in the fifth that keeps you from getting them in the sixth, that's fine. You can find another guy in the sixth round who can come in and play a role on special teams or whatever it may be. And and, and if they don't, then they were a sixth round draft pick. Exactly. They Not exactly. a third and round draft pick. And this is another pet peeve of mine that the Titans have been far too infatuated with for too long. And tell me, please, if you disagree or that I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think there are too many guys that they have every year on this roster and they spend draft picks on them. You know, guys, you know, and even undrafted guys, guys like Anthony Kendall, guys like Colton Dow, they net. Their only role is special teams. There's always seven or eight of those guys, it feels like, on the roster that their their job is special teams first, and I get that. When you're not a starter in the league, you have to play special teams. But when you're not a starter in the league, you're also one snap away from being a starter in the league. And if the only thing you can do well is cover a punt, you're not a valuable enough player to have a spot on my 53-man roster. I'd rather teach the backup linebacker that knows how to cover a, a running back out of the backfield how to tackle on a punt than to teach a guy who tackles on a punt how to cover a running back out of the backfield. How to I, I don't disagree with you, Terry. Uh, yeah. I think you're spot on there. So um, tomorrow let's talk about the defensive portion of the roster that's worth talking about <laughs> all right let's do it in the meantime terry tell us about zen sports the new sports betting app exclusively in tennessee the last few months and i'm excited to share with you some big news now when you sign up for a zen sports account you will receive up to a one thousand dollar no danger first wager that's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports Play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sportsbook will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. 
This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton with you here on this Top 5 Tuesday. Looking forward to this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we get into Top 5, time to talk a little bit about Middle Tennessee State University. And to do that, we go to the Burv, the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. How you doing, boys? Cold. Boy. It, it, you know the thing what the sun finally came out this afternoon over here and, and thank goodness yes i mean and, and even though it's still 16 degrees it it still felt a little better but uh uh i was out and about uh now back in probably for the remainder of the day so good for you <laughs> but uh yeah i had to had to get out early this morning and uh but uh, we we had uh, right at 7 inches of snow here i don't, I don't know what you had over in uh in Murray County, but, uh, about the same, about mm -hmm. the same. I got you. Um, there were some pictures posted on various social media platforms yesterday from around campus. Yeah. It was, it was uh, pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Matt Posey, who kind of heads up the, uh, social media effort, uh, for athletics, uh, had one of his GAs, uh, <laughs> I had one of his GAs, right. and not I, Matt. <laughs> and uh, uh, Matt puts in a ton of work, and uh, he uh, uh, he had uh, th and that that GA really, I thought, took the bull by the horns. Had some you know cool photos over the baseball field from inside the dugout, looking out on the field. But all of the outdoor athletic facilities, he got some some nice shots of softball, track and field, uh, baseball, the football stadium. In, in, uh, I've made the trip up the elevator a couple of times on snow after snows just to see the pristine looking uh, football field, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the nerd in me, I guess. But uh, but it uh, campus is really pretty uh, uh, when especially with the snow like this, that was powdery and and, uh, and 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 obviously sticking around for a few days. Obviously, Um Chip, you that saw being said, while well, mm -hmm. the, the one thing that it's going to may have an effect on, uh, nothing has happened yet, but don't be surprised if Thursday night's women's game against uh, UTEP is moved up uh, a little earlier than the scheduled 6.30 time. But uh, that will uh, get out on the socials and also, of course, on GoBlueRaiders.com if and when that happens. But uh the uh, little birdie is telling me that it is more likely than not that that'll happen. Speaking of the Lady Raiders, the 
Conference USA undefeated Lady Raiders. That's correct. No, heading into that that UTEP game following a big win out at Sam Houston on Saturday. And Anna Bold, uh, Anastasia Boldreva had a had a weekend, uh, and as of uh, this afternoon, was named the uh, the Ann Myers Ann Myers Drysdale National one of the Ann Myers Drysdale National Players of the Week. Uh, they name one, two, three, four, five each week, and uh, one of the other names of that five just happens to be Caitlin Clark of Iowa. Oof. So uh, that's and, a pretty uh, good company. Pretty good company right there. The others, uh, Sarah Bajetti of Florida State, uh, Ayoka Lee of Kansas State, and Honey uh, Honesty Scott Grayson of Auburn, along with uh, Boldreva and uh, Caitlin Clark. That's your five national players of the week. And that's put out by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. That's solid. 15 and 10 at Sam Houston. Don't know what you had about t- 32 and 12. Okay. That That's National Player of the Week type numbers. That's putting in work. <laughs> it is. And uh, she she really played. They had no answer for her there. And that was a game that ended up going into overtime and, and, and middle got the win. And uh, the uh, the Sam Houston game on the women's side, uh, middle jumped out twelve to five, I think, in the early in the first or midway through the first quarter, and never never really uh, were, were threatened in that one, and they won by thirty. And uh, back home now, and they'll get a couple of couple of games at home. UTEP has always been pretty good mm-hmm. uh, in in Conference USA. Uh, New Mexico State, a bit of an unknown. I'm sure the coaching staff obviously is way more informed on them than than I am, as they should be. But uh, but uh, you know they've got a chance to, you know, you know come out of the gate four and zero uh, and 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 do it. You know and, you know, Kermit Davis kind of introduced me to the the plus one minus one system that he kind of went with, and that was. If you got a win on the road, you got a plus one. If you got a loss at at home, you got a minus one. If you lost on the road or won at home, you didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. And so right now the Lady Raiders are plus two uh, after one week of the season, and uh, and that that's that's just kind of another little simple way to kind of keep up with the standings. And and really it it shows you what people do on the road, and 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 at the end of the year see how that pays off. It's not a bad place to be, plus two. Um, Chip, I don't know how much of that Sam Houston game you got to see. I saw a little bit of it before I had to leave the house Saturday evening. But one of the things that I noticed specifically in that game, post-feeds. Middle does a fantastic job with that. Wheels, um, Jalen Gregory, everybody. They The way they were getting the ball inside to Boldreva, and um, the the young lady that comes in behind her, uh, Yulia uh, Grabovskaya. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We need we need to get we need to get that loaded up on a key, Chris, so we can yeah. just punch it and play <laughs> that. But the way they get the ball inside, man, is is uncanny. Well, me. I mean, you look at you look at who's 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 throwing the passes. You've got. Whether it's Jalen Gregory, whether it's Savannah Wheeler, who has been an all-conference player both here and at Marshall, or uh, 
could be Courtney Whitson, mm-hmm. uh, you know, could be Tamia Scott, but the, you know, and that's, you know, the thing is you talk about post feeds, it's one thing throwing it to the post, but it's also, it's, it's an even bigger thing throwing it to a post player who is in a position to score. And, uh, and, and, and that is, you know, there is, th- that's where the coaching, that's where being coachable and uh, the learning process comes in and experience along the way. And, and uh, you know, that, that's one thing they've got with all, all of those young ladies to me, is Scott, the one who's really kind of come on the scene mm-hmm. this year, but those other three that are throwing it in there, I mean, I mean, how many thousands of times, whether in practice or games, have they made that post feed knowing where she is, knowing what her strengths are, knowing the scout and who is defending her and where are they strong, whether it's to her left or to her right, trying to get her in a good position to score. And you mentioned Courtney Woodson. No shock that she was right in the middle of that 64-61 overtime win down at La Tech hitting a couple of free throws late in regulation to force OT. Yep, gritty as it gets. Uh, you know, it's cliche, but uh, you know, coach on the floor, uh, just like that. And 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 uh, I think I think Kyle Turnham's already offered her a job uh, on his bench next year at Shelbyville. He's already got Alexis Whittington uh, as an assistant for him down there. But uh, wherever she ends up uh, coaching, it could be back up in East Tennessee. Uh, she does clinics up there in the off season that draws, you know, hundreds of kids. I mean, she's a, she's an icon up there and, and, uh, and, and will go out of here as one of the most solid players to ever play for Rick Ensel. Shifting gears. Yep. Two kind of carbon copies at the glass house last week. Boy, almost identical scores and almost identical footprints of how they ended up and uh and you know both games you know here's the upside uh middle holes both opponents to about 12 points under what they were normally scoring holes both opponents under uh, about 10 percentage points under what they're shooting from the field but the downside is somewhat poor shot selection and also not taking care of the basketball. Those were, those turned uh, potential wins with five minutes to go into eight or nine point losses to Louisiana Tech and Sam Houston. Sam Houston had, uh, well, middle had a one point lead and Sam Houston went on 11 to two run at the end and, and, and uh, middle had a four minute scoring drought at the end. And that, that pretty much ended the ball game. And, you know, Nick McDevitt was trying to push buttons, and and uh, you had two huge games out of uh, Justin Porter, 24 and 29 last week uh, in, in those two games. But he ended up having to play about 40 minutes because you did not have Jalen Jordan available after tweaking a, a knee and, you know, trying to get physically that back to 100%, but also trying to get – uh, that his own trust in his own leg back to a hundred percent as well. And that's probably the bigger part of it. Uh, he's been back working in practice and, uh, hopefully he'll be ready to go Thursday night, uh, out at the Don Haskins center against UTEP on and, CBS sports network. 
nationally televised. That is correct. And uh, go ahead. No, when you talk about plus one, minus one, the Blue Raiders are minus two. That is correct. With those outcomes. And their margin of error is such, Chip, that they can't afford to not take care of the basketball. That's correct. And Nick McDevitt talked about that last night, saying that where their margin of error is, you cannot – I mean, you cannot have a game where you have uh, four assists and 16 turnovers because you're playing at a slower pace right now than most anybody in the league. So you cannot afford empty possessions when you're doing that. And uh, and so that's that's why they have gone to playing deeper onto their bench, trying to press a little more to pick up the pace and get extra possessions. Uh, to try to and, and and especially two things you don't want to have you don't want to have live ball turnovers and you don't want to have unforced errors uh, and and those those things can kill you and put you in a hole where you have to climb out of it and that's something that they're you know you, you've seen it in stretches of games uh, to where they're kind of fighting with themselves a little bit not literally but but you know you know what I'm I'm saying there. And, uh, and just trying to get through that. At the same time, the last three games, uh, four games, if you want to go, in, including Murray State, uh, we've seen some of the best. They, their ball movement has gotten so much better. They're reversing it, getting it back to a second and third side, and uh, and, and trying to get better looks. And, and also along with that, Jared Coleman-Jones has had two of his best outings along the way. And, you know, he had a double-double against Louisiana Tech, came back with another good outing there. But what, what middle needs is that third and fourth guy who can give you uh, consistently that 12-point, six or seven rebound night. Elias King should be that guy, and hopefully this week he, he breaks free a little bit and, and that starts to happen. Meanwhile, Coleman Jones and Loof figure to get more minutes because apparently Josh Ogundeli is done for the year. It looks that way. And, uh, he ended up, uh, uh, you know, he had, they did some exploratory look in his knee before Christmas. And I think, uh, if I'm correct, he may have had another surgery to try to correct some things. And it looks like he is probably going to be done. Uh, but you know, those two guys, Loof and, and Ogundeli have, have made Jared, uh, a better player. And, uh, I think Loof's, you know, really Loof really coming on. He had, there were bad matchups last week for him. You, the interesting left both centers for, uh, Bacho for Louisiana tech and Dumbia for, uh, Sam Houston, both previously played in the big 12, uh, oh. Bacho, uh, the, the, the kid at Louisiana tech, actually began his career at Arizona before transferring to, to uh, Texas Tech and then ended up in at Louisiana Tech. And so he's just making his way east then. Huh? He, he is, and uh, but he, he's very seasoned uh, and a really smart post player. Uh, and in and, 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 and his ability uh, against a, a young guy like Chris Lou, who's still continuing to learn, made a difference. Jared... Uh, did a really nice job of, of getting the ball and making a decision within a half second. Once he got it, you know, one dribble, maybe, maybe two, but get the ball straight up 
and get it in in, in the basket, or uh, or is he going to, or is there a kickout pass available for an open look? He he made those decisions quicker last week, and uh, and so you know you know you're, you're seeing little things starting to to uh, get better. And hope you know the hope is that as the little things get better, the big things get better, and uh, and that's uh, that's the next step this week on the road at UTEP. Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, or the Blue Raider voice, coming to you live. You yeah, like the burb, don't you? We burb. do like the burb. I mean, burb. it's 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 your answer to the vote. That's what we got. That's <laughs> what we have. Speaking, so, of, speaking of the VOT, congratulations go out to Mike Keith today and also Teresa Walker. They were named uh, Tennessee Sportscaster and Sports Writer of the Year uh, mm-hmm. by uh, the National uh, Media uh, Sports Media Association. National Sports, Sports Media, Media Association, NSMA. Yeah, NASMA. And, uh, and, uh, and, and they, uh, I will say, they had my my votes uh in the in the final ballot uh, is when they were named finalists so uh congratulations to them and i think for teresa this is one for the thumb this is her fifth and uh for mike i think what 8 10 12 something like that well 21 12. oh 12 is it 12 or 21 I it said okay so there's a 21 out next to his name but in the in, in the, the press in release the, at the top it said 12. 12 i think it's 12 because mm, okay I think so maybe the twenty-one is a typo then. Yeah, I think yeah. they got the two and the one backwards on next yeah, to his name. Yeah, I, I mean, as I think about it now, yeah, I think you're right because I don't know that he's been doing. Has he been doing it twenty-one years? Yeah. Uh, well, see, this was Titans' twenty-fifth year, and he yeah. did not do the games the first what two or three years when Joe. But there's been some Pete Webbers yeah. in there and some others. Oh yeah. So yeah, twelve, twelve probably sounds right. Yep, I think that's correct, and that's still yeah. that's still more than a, a couple of handfuls. So, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, yeah well deserved. One for one for each thumb, and then some for Mike. But yeah, congratulations uh, to both of them. Absolutely. Hey, Chip, one quick thing. One quick thing before we get out of here today. Uh, Groundhog Day luncheon coming up uh, on February second, which is Groundhog Day. Uh, the uh, traditional menu: ham hocks, white beans, tomato salad, green onions. Cornbread, chocolate cake, and ice cream, which sounds like a good snow day menu for me. Uh, $30 advanced uh, tickets. If you happen to be a Blue Raider baseball alum, they're $25, but a table of 10 is $250, and uh, it's always uh, a huge crowd for that, and that'll be at the Student Union Ballroom, 11.30 a.m. on February 2nd. The day before that, on the on February 1st, will be the ribbon-cutting for the new outdoor tennis facility uh, there on campus right beside Murphy Center. Big doings on hey, campus. I don't, I don't think we've talked to you since you guys got an offensive coordinator for the football team. We have not. That's correct. And there will be, obviously, there's a few more names that will come out. But uh, just looking, you know, at at the at, at Brody Reader's uh, background, uh Obviously, the last two years had a lot of success with what they were doing at Northern Iowa, and and it appears that he falls in line with what Derek Mason has said he is looking for, that he, he wants to have, uh, wants to combine a, a power pro-style offense with that has some explosive 
abilities to it, and that's what uh, Brody Reader, it appears, brings to the table. I, I was able to, for the first time, meet several of those assistants last week at a meet and greet. Uh, at City Auto? It, it was over there, and absolutely a packed house in that showroom there at City Auto, which was great to see. I wonder if City Auto sold any cars in the process. You know what I love about you know what I love about Reader, uh, if if I'm a middle fan? The guy is coached in every part of the country. Auburn, <laughs> Utah State, North Texas, Eastern Washington, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, Eastern Illinois, and Northern Iowa. The dude can recruit anywhere because he's coached everywhere. Yeah, he's got he's got connections uh, all over the place. And, and uh, you know, so it, it'll uh, – I'm really interested to meet him uh, and – and, and I, like, there's a couple of guys who have not been announced just yet, finishing up some HR things uh, that will be announced here shortly. But, you know, that it's coming together. They've uh, – I don't know if you saw the uh, video uh, last Friday on a bad weather day that uh, the, uh, the new refueling uh, station that uh, Coach Mason, his assistants, the strength staff and the equipment staff found they needed – they wanted to upgrade uh, an area – so they just all got in, went to Home Depot or somewhere, got got paint, had some leftover flooring, and all went to work and put that together uh, before the, the players who were supposed to schedule, they were scheduled to report today for class. And uh, by the way, today was also supposed to be the first day of baseball workouts. Supposed to be. But uh, fortunately, with that, Middle has a, a really nice indoor baseball facility where some of that can uh, can start to take place did classes start today though Chip? no they did not and and no and no word on when they will huh yeah that's right uh <laughs> let me look here real quick and students rejoiced everywhere yeah that's correct uh i was looking to see if university will be closed wednesday due to inclement weather only essential personnel report so Oof. Uh, I'm supposed to report to get on a bus tomorrow to go to the uh -huh. airport and, uh, let's all keep our fingers Are crossed. Are you essential that, though? Uh, <laughs> that's debatable. He, he's uh, the burb. Of course he's essential. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I keep an eye on, uh, flight aware and, uh, and the, our flight that is scheduled to leave tomorrow about one thirty. uh, that same flight from Nashville to, to Dallas yesterday and today did not make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, hopefully right now it's, it's still scheduled. It's scheduled to be on time to leave, uh, Nashville. So hopefully the radiant heat that's coming from the sunshine and the de-icing of all of that on the ground that, uh, our flight will uh, get out on time and no kinks in the travel plans tomorrow. No kinks. Kinkless. We will cross our fingers just for you. Appreciate that. Chip Walters, the Burv, joining us here on Main Street Sports. Say, Chip, as always, we appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thank you, boys. Y'all have a good, Thanks, good week and uh, enjoy the sledding out there. I have Hard so pass. far. <laughs> so. See you. All right. We'll take a break when we come back. Rapid Fire Reaction and Top 5 Tuesday right after this. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. 
With Lee Company technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and we've got just uh, we we, we got to get through this as quickly as possible. But first, before we get into the NFL, Mo, first rapid fire reaction: Scotty Pippen Jr. is a Memphis Grizzly. Okay, I, I guess that certainly can't hurt when you're missing John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart. Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams. I mean, you might want Scottie Pippen, not Scottie Pippen Jr. I'm not sure, but you got to start somewhere. After last night, man, our, our boy Gigi went off on on the Golden State Warriors, and so man, you know, this is an interesting situation. It, <laughs> they it, are. It, it feels like. From the Warriors' standpoint, the Warriors were their own biggest um, enemy last night. Um, Memphis got to the line 40 times, hit 23s, and turned the ball over a lot. I think, did you miss Jake LaRavia in that? Um, I don't know if you did. No, oh, he's yeah, he, he, he's out with a left ankle sprain. So, yeah, everybody. It, it certainly point, seems like. like the yeah, they, they they seem to have more people unavailable than they have available. But yet they <laughs> won 116, 109. 
So uh, uh, I'm sorry, 107. And the Warriors are they they are a little torn up right now. So Pippen Jr. appeared in 17 games for the South Bay Lakers in the 2023-24 G League Showcase and averaged 25 and 6, 20 points. 5.2 rebounds, 5.9 assists will give him six uh, in 30 minutes, uh, obviously out of Vanderbilt. And so, yeah, there you go. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. NFL playoffs last night. The, <laughs> the officiating in the National Football League is a problem. And no one knows that better today than the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was atrocious for about seven minutes of gameplay in the third, into the third, into the fourth quarter. And obviously it's not why the Steelers lost the game. They just weren't, they they weren't prepared to play that, (laughs) play that game in, in Buffalo. But my goodness, I mean, you can't just give Buffalo 15 yards on BS penalties for hitting Josh Allen when he essentially faked a slide earlier and then kept going for a 52-yard touchdown run. You can't give them five free yards on a defensive holding that was as questionable a cause I've ever seen in the National Football League. You just got we, we got a problem. And the Steelers were unfortunately the the uh, or the Bills were the beneficiaries of it last night. You know, I I didn't see the touchdown run. I did see the penalty that was called uh, called on Miles Jack, and it felt like to me that he was in the process of making a tackle before Josh Allen went down and you know I'd be interested to see what other quarterbacks in the league do or don't get the benefit of that call in that circumstance and I think at some point you got to realize Josh Allen is 6'5 240 I mean the the broadcast crew made you aware of that on more than one occasion during the course of the game you got to officiate that guy a little differently than you do some of these other quarterbacks in this league. Or at least officiate him, you know, like they did Cam Newton. Which, and here's the thing, Miles Jack never touched Josh Allen's head. Nope. Not never. So. It's frustrating. You you do kind of get an impression, and again, I did not see all of the game. I'm not real as familiar with some of the calls that drew your ire, but I think the league is a little bit desirous of Buffalo to be successful, which may have something to do with some of that. Yep. So. so all right. Anyway. Um, uh, Eagles, Mm. they finish off the awful NFC East run. Got to give it up to JK for rolling with Baker. (laughs) Baker Mayfield joins some elite company after last night, Mo. 
He, he, he joins Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, um, and it, and one other, I can't remember who else it was to have won a playoff game with two different franchises. Oh, wow. Very short list, like five or six names. Baker oh. Mayfield's on the list. And do we feel like maybe this do we feel like this last few weeks leading into twenty twenty four this this may be the beginning of the end for a bunch of folks in the Eagles organization, obviously, Jason Kelsey announced his retirement post game last night uh that's been all over the news. Uh, uh, Goddard and Jalen Hurts had words. Well, Goddard had words. Jalen <laughs> took them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and AJ Brown has deleted everything off his Instagram that even references the Eagles. This just feels like a a a, a or an organization in disarray. Yeah, and it might cost Nick Sirianni his job. Well. Look, not everybody can be Phil Jackson. That's just the facts. Not everybody can deal with the egos that come with great professional athletes on one team. It just is what it is. There are some folks who can, like Mike Vrabel. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How long has he been there? Sirianni? Yeah. Is this his third year? Second I want to say this is his third year. Yeah, they fired they fired um dude after twenty one Peterson. Mm-hmm. So twenty two, twenty three. This maybe his uh, maybe it was no I'm sorry, they they fired Peterson after twenty. After the COVID year. Yeah. So he was there in twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. Because they won, they went to the Super Bowl last year, which in his second year. Yeah. So. Mm. I'm just saying, watch out. Uh, Gabe Kapler hired as the Marlins' assistant general manager. It's an interesting hire. That is an interesting hire. Um, it, well, it's an interesting place for Gabe Kapler to end up, not on the field. Not on the field, and with Skip Schumacher going into his second season and having been, you know, in some corners of the baseball world, NL Manager of the Year, there doesn't seem to be a path back to the field. I mean, it's not like he's going not in there looking hand. over somebody's shoulder. So well, maybe he's does Schumacher feel like he is? Again, he won some manager of the year awards this past off season. I'd, I'd hope he's not that insecure. Marlins hope that as well. All right. That's some rapid fire reaction for you. Uh, let's get into top five Tuesday presented by mid South five fitness Dallas Steel at Steel Athletes on Instagram stillathletes.com s t e e l athletes 
today we draft the top five transfers, first year transfers in college football in 2023. So, with that, Justin says he's going to uh, let us pass. Yeah, he's going to respectfully bow out for today. So, let's get into it. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you go first. Your number one most impactful college football transfer in 2023. Keon Coleman. Receiver transfer from Michigan State. Wide receiver. State. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver out of Florida State. All right. Um, I think this is this. This is really interesting considering the news that just came out about 30 minutes ago. TJ Finley is back mm. in the transfer portal, so he's available for this same top five next year potentially. But what he did in at Texas State is just unreal. So yeah. TJ Finley. So TJ Finley is going to be one of those four 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 school guys. Yep. Because he went from LSU to Auburn to Texas mm-hmm. State to wherever, wherever he, he ends up. up. I don't know, man. I don't know if I like that. I think another year with with G.J. Kenny really improves his NFL stock. So uh, I would think so, too. But, you know, Robbie Ashford headed to South Carolina. So whatever. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Um, probably could have been a number one. Sam Hartman. Okay. Obviously, a big time transfer in the off season. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Haynes King. I think what he did at Georgia Tech, man, getting them uh, to a bowl or helping them to a bowl. Yeah. Really so. darn impressive. Mm-hmm. So give me Haynes King. Um, I don't think we can do this list without this guy, Travis Hunter. Yeah, he certainly made a massive impact on Colorado, particularly early, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, everything at Colorado was early, but yeah. Uh, give me the number one running back from the national champion runner-up, Dylan Johnson. Okay. All right. Um, this guy was a running back as well from here in our backyard, Kentucky's Ray Davis. It's a good pick. Um... I'm going to go off the board here. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville State running back Malik Jackson ran for 912 yards and seven touchdowns to lead Jacksonville State in rushing this year. Okay. I'm going to go back to Boulder with the quarterback, Shadur Sanders. pretty impactful 
yeah, about as impactful as 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 you could hope for. Uh, my final pick, number five, I'm going to go. Uh, I think I got to go Blake Watson out of Memphis. I think you know, just the season that they had. Mm-hmm. I think he was a big yeah. part of it, and so give me Blake Watson, Memphis running back. Yeah, it kind of solidified that running game for them this year. Um, I, I think he he did in fact, and so you got to give him got to give him some props there. So, well done. All right, there you go. That is our top five Tuesday, brought to you by Mid South Five Fitness. Dallas Steel at Steel Athletes at steelathletes.com. And yeah, could have had DJ Uyagalele was out mm-hmm. there. I mean, plenty of uh, of solid options. And, and I think and there's going to be even more yeah, next year. It's going to continue clearly. I mean, this will be something that we'll be able to do, you know, ad nauseum. Yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. Well, we'll come back with us. Down. Come back with us tomorrow here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back to the Lee Company Studios from our humble abodes. Oh, hey, uh, we'll hold have, up a minute. Hold what's up. What's up? So tomorrow, as we typically do on Wednesdays, we will have Joe Sullivan talking Nashville area basketball at the collegiate level. We will also have Chris. We've been talking a little bit about the Steelers today mm-hmm. we will have pittsburgh post gazette steelers beat writer christopher carter chris carter christopher carter joining us yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about tomlin and that situation he informed the team today he he intends to coach in 2024 we'll see how that plays out Again, join us on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, 2 o'clock tomorrow, each and every day here on Main Street Media Television. Until the next time, we will see you, of course, uh, out and about covering preps to pros right here. See you then.